This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Hello, South Africa. This is Siabonga Beyile live on the world's best podcast station, which is Cliff Central. I am, this is another installment of the Thread Exchange. I'm really excited to be here, honored to be here every week, bringing you amazing, amazing conversations from amazing guests. I'm out. My guest today is Lazi Matebula. He's actually running very, very late. And I think we should actually roast him when he he arrives. So we're going to do that. But guys, today's show's theme is around reversing poverty patterns. So tell me, so part of today's show, what poverty patterns is for me is the fact that as black people for generations and generations, we tend to repeat the same patterns that don't necessarily build us as human beings or progress us as black people. For example, if, for example, I know I come from a family where men don't necessarily stay long in marriages. They usually get divorced. They don't know how to commit. So I am the first generation that's trying to reverse that process. Some people are dealing with the fact that their family is just not good with money. So what poverty pattern is holding you and your family back? Please WhatsApp us on 0797482090. Tell us what poverty pattern is your family facing that you are trying to reverse. Also, please, you can tweet us at the Thread Exchange on Twitter. Um, let us know what you think of my show. If you hate it, tell us you hate it. If you love the show, tell me you hate the show. Um, Just before we get started on the show and just because we... And one thing I like doing on my show is that I like introducing the show, but then I like getting the energy up. I like making people dance. I like giving good vibes to begin the show, you know, laying the foundation. But before we start that, I have some cleanup to do. So what does it mean to be a man in today's world? There's a lot of confusion about this and a lot of anger directed at men. This conversation is about masculinity. Everyone needs to hear. In this raw and authentic series of six podcasts, Craig Wilkinson and Khalil Oris, start from the premise that true masculinity is a great gift to the world. Equally relevant to men and women, it provides profound insights into why men behave the way they do. It unpacks the three core desires at the heart of every man, the question every boy needs answered on his journey to manhood. The four big lies about masculinity, what wounds the masculine heart, and the one thing that every man wants from women more than sex. Man to Man Talks is brought to you by Carling Black Label, Drink Responsibly, Not For Sale For Another persons at the age of 18 Available now on cliffcentral.com I love that there's all these conversations Springing up around men You know, I think it's very important One thing is we always hear that men are trash Men are this, men are that But I mean, I don't think that's a progressive conversation We need to start holding men accountable to their actions And actually having conversations around What actually the fuck is going on with men So I encourage you guys to actually check out this podcast On cliffcentral.com Tell us what you think Tell us how you feel about it And to begin today's show You know guys, I always love house music And I always get like Hated on by hip hop guys To say I don't play enough hip hop But I'm still gonna play house today And then when Lazi arrives I will play some hip hop music for you guys Um But what I'm gonna play today Is um I've really been listening to The Sun L album lately And I really 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 love it So I'm gonna play some two tracks From his From his album And tell me what you think Let's Let's start the show man Let's have some fun Stretch out I know some of you are at work You're frustrated Some of, Someone has made you angry Some of you are looking at Twitter haters, or some of you are just going through a really rough patch right now. So I hope that some of my music today and these conversations can really motivate you and put you in a better space. Welcome to the Trade Exchange. I'm Sia Beile. Let's begin the show. This is CliffCentral.com. 
Damn. That's such a good song. How amazing was that? I hope all of you are feeling good now. You're feeling relaxed. I've laid the mood for today's show. And guys, like today's show is going to be really, really painful for me because I'm going to be talking about a sensitive issue, you know. And the reason why I want to talk about this issue is because it's something that I've been sort of personally investigating in my own life. But also at the same time, it's something that I've been investigating externally. And as black people, we're dealing with so much pain. You know, some of this pain is inherent from just being black South Africans. But some of this pain comes from deep within our families, you know, within our cultures, within our religions. And, you know, what inspired me to do this show was because lately I've just been seeing a lot of negativity, especially on social media, especially in the news. And most of the time, the the the, the sad part about it is that as black people, we are constantly trying to bring each other down. You know, if we hear about someone who's black and they're failing, we usually celebrate that or we drag them or, you know, we, we, we wish each other not the best. You know, for example, if a young black girl is driving a Porsche or a nice car, we assume that she's blessed. We're just always trying to bring each other down. And so I've just been investigating this to say, you know, why are we consistently you know, hating on each other while as black people, are we not like the Jewish community where we want to wish each other well, where we want to see each other grow, where we want to see each other prosper? Why is it that, you know, we have so much pain and so much anger all the time? And one of the things that I've been really, really investigating is something I like to call poverty pattern or poverty patterns. And what that means essentially. So let me tell you a bit about sort of my life and how I interpret poverty patterns. So Many people know that I was born 7th of December, 93. Yes, I'm 24. I'm still a kid. But growing up, my early, my early life was pretty happy. You know, we were happy. And then all of a sudden, my parents' marriage became a complete disaster. You know, my dad was cheating on my mom. There was domestic abuse. I had two younger brothers that I had to protect growing up. And then on top of that, there was a lot of like family politics. You know, my mom being the woman that she is and who believed in the marriage, she was like, you know what, I need, if my husband is cheating, maybe I should talk to his family. And she tried to do that, you know, talk to my dad's family, but it just blew up in her face, you know. And so I remember just growing up feeling, you know, alienated and my mom basically had to raise these three boys by herself but one thing that started happening especially because in the black community we don't one of our biggest downfalls is that we don't believe in therapy you know we don't believe in psychologists and also not that also we don't believe in it it's just that asnaimali to afford number one number two we don't know you know, if there are any government platforms that allow us to talk about depression, that allow us to talk about, you know, domestic issues, what what is happening, or these hotlines. So when you live in the township or you live in a rural area, you don't know that there are other spaces where, you know, you can talk about these things that are happening in your life. So I realized from a young age, not that I realized, but one of the things that I didn't realize is that seeing that whole experience between my parents, in fact, affected me on a deeper level. Than I actually imagined. So here I am, you know, being 16, starting my first relationship with a girl I had a crush on with good intentions, but then all of a sudden it goes really wrong, you know? And the first instinct, of course, is to say, yeah, that relationship didn't work because, you know, she was that or I'm this or I'm in this vibe. So I found myself being 23 
and never really having a relationship that lasts. It's usually the first six months is exciting and then all of a sudden the relationship goes wrong. So as of last year, one of the key things that I was dealing with besides, you know, going through depression, but one of the key things that I was dealing with is what are the behavioral patterns that I have that I've inherited from my family and actually from my father. And I started realizing that when I look at all the men in my family, from my mother's side, from my dad's side, all the men are actually all single. So, but all of them have so many kids, you know. I remember my uncles were married at some point, but they're no longer married, or they are married, but they, you know, when I hear the conversations in the family, it seems as though, you know, the conversations around the fact that they are cheating on their wives and all that kind of stuff. So then I started realizing, and then I started looking at another generation, sort of my mom's dad, and I started realizing also my mom's dad also, you know, married my mother's mother, and then decided that she's not good enough and then had another wife and then separated from that wife. But he ended up having like 15 kids, you know. So throughout every single generation of my family, men have left their wives. So inherently, I started realizing that all the decisions I was making in relationships, I was basically self-sabotaging without realizing it. And then when I went deeper, I started realizing that I was in a, I was self-sabotaging because deep down I actually believed that I didn't deserve love and that I didn't deserve to be in a good relationship. And that was a poverty pattern. That is a poverty pattern. So in your family, what are some of the poverty patterns that you were facing that are painful? Another poverty pattern in my family is around money. You know, where, for example, because of the men leaving the family and because of the men not being responsible, women have spent a lot of time, you know, investing in the marriage of let's build together, let's build things together. And then essentially when the man leaves, it's almost like the household's finances fall apart. So I remember when I, when I lived with my parents, my mom and my dad were in the same household, we were living an amazing life, living in Constantia, going to a good school. But the moment my parents you know, separated. I remember then my mom had to raise three boys by herself. And then it was really painful because we had to dance house the house we lived in. You know, we lived in a nice place, nice area. And then all of a sudden, within a blink of an eye, we were living in a house that had a leaking roof at some point. My mother's car caught fire. And literally we went through, you know, three, four years of just being absolutely broke. You know, so, and it has happened, that sort of um, chain reaction has happened in every single generation of my family. So when I talk about, you know, uh, poverty patterns, that's exactly what I'm talking about is that what do you feel you've inherited from either being black or being in your family that uh, that makes you self-sabotage, you know? I listen to black people all the time when they talk to each other where on Twitter people are saying, I'm broke, I'm that, I'm that. The way we speak about ourselves in general is not encouraging. You know, when, when white kids speak about themselves, you know, they don't say, I'm broke, I give up. They'll be like, Ash, I don't have money at the moment, but I'll make money. So for me lately, I've been noticing that like we have this deep issue of not seeing ourselves to be at a higher level of being, you know, we are consistently bringing each other down and, and, and then most importantly, we are consistently bringing each other, we are consistently bringing ourselves down. So that's why today's show is called, you know, poverty patterns. And I think one of the, the most amazing things today is that I have a guest who can really talk to me about that. His name is Lazi and, um, he arrived late, but he's here fresh as always. Lazi is always dressed fresh. Like I'm always embarrassed around him. Lazi, grab, grab the mic. Let, let's get you set up. Grab the mic. Okay, let me let me switch you on. Hello, Lazi. Yo, what up, dog? How are you doing, brother? I'm good. 
How you like how like but on an honest note, how are you? Because I always feel like you know how we greet. It's always like especially in job, it's always yeah, like, hey, how are you doing? The yeah, it's like oh, I'm good, I'm good. I'm good. But yeah. how are you? How how is it life? How how is life for Lazi right now? If you had to look at last year at this moment and now looking at this year at this moment, how are you compared to then? And how are you feeling now? Are you excited about the future? Are you excited about what you're working on? What excites you in life at the moment? Yeah, I mean the art, you know. But like in terms of like answering your your initial question to say yeah. how am I doing? I'm I'm doing, I'm okay. You know, I wouldn't say I'm great or I'm good, but I'm okay. I'm like level headed right now. Um, just trying to focus on life and just trying to just there's a lot of things happening, you know, and I need to like just bask it all in or bask in it or whatever, yeah. the, you know, whatever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. happens there. But like, yeah, I need to do that, you know, because you know, like it's exciting, but at the same time. It's a lot of responsibility, you know, there's quite a whole lot of things that are on my shoulders. And, you know, like you were saying, like, you know, as family, generational, we don't have that generational wealth. So we have to look out for fam. So I think right now I'm trying to focus on family, you know, Building family, that foundation. it's pretty much family work. Like that's my life, you know, it's yeah. like work and family. So that's what's going on right now in my life. What is, what is it like adapting to that? Cause like I've gotten into a space now. I'm growing into the space of family mm. and, and work. Mm. And most of us as, as you know, you've come from a Kasi and I mean, I grew up in Langa Township where the whole idea of being a stable man is seen as not being cool. Like as black men, it's this thing of, right. we're out with the boys, right, we're right. out with girls, you know, our real girlfriends are at yeah. home with the kid. Yeah. So, and, and you've seen that happen in your personal life and also, you know, in the hood. Right. So, how how have you sort of you know progressed into that space, and what have been some of those challenges to to put yourself in the space of discipline of being like you know what I'm building, this is what matters is my family and my work and and building generational wealth. Yeah, what I told myself is that there's certain things that you know we have we have like this mentality like yo man, some stuff I'm gonna have to learn yeah. myself. You know, as a new into you just if someone has done it. I don't have to do it again Yeah. to actually prove that it's not going to work, you know? So there's like the stigma where like, nah, Antoine's do it for yourself, experience things and stuff, say certain things that I didn't want to do because I've realized that, I mean, there's certain results to it. Like the objective is always the same. So I'd yeah. rather like put myself out of that, you know? So go, come, coming from the hood or growing up in the hood, like you realize that there's a lot of things that are happening here that don't happen elsewhere, elsewhere yeah. and anywhere else. And there's the stuff that's happening outside that's not yeah. happening here. And so what is more exciting was like what's happening outside. So now I have to go outside to get that because what's, hap what's happening here, it's okay, but it doesn't happen anywhere else. Yeah. And it's, it's this thing, like it's like a cycle where you go through it, your brother will go through it, your dad went through it, your great father, you know, your great grandfather yeah. or your grandfather. So everybody, like, it's, it's just a cycle. And I just wanted that, to break that cycle and that it's like, poverty yo, pattern. Yeah, yeah, let me just go and figure out life outside and see what, what I can do and what I can achieve, you know. And I think with that, I did that, you know. It's like you go back to the hood and then, you know, you can see what you, you can literally see what you, you know, saved yourself from or you escaped and it's in that, in that, in that environment. But at the same time, you feel lost, you know, because now you are like this person who's like living this life and doing this and doing that. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I was saying, family and work and family consists of like goodness, consists of like, you know, financialist, financial stability, support and a whole lot of other things. And those are not the things you're going to find in a corner. Yeah. You know? I always, I also always feel like one of the things I've started to learn 
is that, I mean, two, three years ago when I was like 21, 22, I used to think, you know what, let me go have fun with girls, go to the parties. And then eventually when I'm 30, that's when I should be building this foundation. And then you look at how, let's like, let me be honest. Then you look at like white kids. I mean, I'm not saying there's no white kids that go wild, but then generally in the white kid community, white kids get married very young. Right. And then by the time they're 30, 35, they're multimillionaires. And sometimes we think, we don't realize that every intention or every move they make in their lives adds up to that. Of course. So, for example, like I, I, when I think about between the ages of 21, 22, how much money I spend on just like <laughs> being with girls, bottles are taboo, which costs like 15 to 20K. Yeah. That's 15, 20K that could have been invested in Ellen Gray for my kid one day. Oh, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, for me, it's that that's exactly that thing of we don't realize that all the little things, your personal life, who you're friends with, how you spend your money, we don't realize that all these little things we do on a daily basis and our daily decisions actually add up into us not becoming what we're meant to be. And then you start realizing that like with going out, women are amazing. I mean, as men, we all love women. But then I love one woman. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I'm, what I'm saying is, I as men in general, mean, yeah. the the general consensus of men is that we exactly, sure. and we forget that like that's like a quick. Gratification. It's like we're searching right. for this quick gratification where in a relationship, it's a lot of work. You right. know, your partner's there to build with you. Usually when yeah. you're dating a woman, she wants to build with you. And that's not quick gratification. It takes time. There's right. problems in the relationship because she challenges you. She's like, yo, nigga, you can't do that. And Tina, we want the party and the bad, bad life all the yeah. time. Yeah. But that's unsustainable. No, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, yeah. for me, it's like I don't drink. I don't smoke. When I like, I mean, you know, growing up, obviously, I know you drink this and that, but I've never in my adult life, like since I was like, let me say 18, I don't know. I've never devoted myself to alcohol. I'm 28 now. It's like 10 years. I mean, even before that, I wasn't like someone who drinks a lot or whatever. It was like this guy, you know? So now to this day, I don't drink. And I'm like in, in my very, I think in my, in my prime, like for myself, I'm in my prime years, you know, like yeah. I think between 24 and 30, those are your prime years, you know, whatever you yeah. do between the times, like it's going to make up for whatever you become, you know? Yeah. So I've never smoked ever in my life. And there's, there's Let, that let's element. Talk, let's, can I tell you, one of the things I really, really admire about you, and I think reason why I'm one of your biggest fans, Oh man, thanks. besides your incredible art and just your approach to art, and create actually I don't like even saying create your your approach to creation. I feel right. like you're a creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like saying you're an art. I right, feel like right. you're a creator because yeah. I feel like there's a difference between artists and creators because I mean I can write a song today and release it. I'm an artist. Right. But I think creators think deeper. They yeah. you know they consider that yo, I'd rather produce one great project for the world than produce a hundred whack projects. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But for me, one of the things that I admire about you that I always strikes me is how centered and grounded you are. What what is it that makes you so grounded and centered? I mean, when I listen to you that you've never been about smoking, you've never been about drinking, it's never... But how do you get into that space? How did you end up there? Let's say there's a kid right now who looks up to you that's listening mm. and he's drinking and he's smoking and he's like, yo, I want to quit, but ish, I can't because yo, my friends also I smoke. Know, it's yeah. a cool thing. Yeah. So he's listening to you right now and he's wondering, yo, this is my hero and he's telling me that, yo, he doesn't drink, but where does he get that discipline from? I mean, we all have like different stories, you know. We come up from different families. We have like, you know, just different ex- experiences, you know. And my experience was that I just thought I wanted to be for my. There's, I mean, coming from like again, you know, the township. There's a lot of things that you see there that don't reflect 
sort of like a good future. Yeah. And in association, I felt like if I did that, then I'm just as, you know, I'm just as you are. And yeah. this is something I started when I was there at the time, you know? Yeah. But then growing up, I realized that I need my time and I don't want my time to be, I don't want to be like always like not in my, in my conscious, you know? I don't want to yeah. do things that are out of my conscious state of mind, like, or very clear state of mind. I want to always confront things as they are and as I am because I mean, I do go through, I do go things, I do go through things. And when I do, I have nothing when these emotions jab, you know, yeah. I have nothing to duck or block with. And I feel like that's what made and created this character that I am because there's a sense of discipline in what I do. And I think for what I'm trying to go, I want to be not to say like, you know, obviously there's different ways to do things. But for me, I think where I'm trying to go, I don't need no distractions, you know, and I don't yeah. want to like, I just want to be like on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's not easy, but it's like, it's the most beautiful thing because I don't waste time. Like time yeah. is not wasted for me. So my Sundays are Sundays and my Mondays would never make up for a lost Sunday. Yeah. Do you Your Mondays are Mondays. Yeah. At work. I'm there when yeah. I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause like when you, so it's also like self-employment. Cause like if you don't work for nobody, yeah, there's like a lot of freedom and this freedom also comes with like, a lot of consequences So I'm like I'm not trying to exercise The freedom that comes With like being self-employed I'm trying to exercise The privilege Which is yeah. like Yo man If I didn't If I couldn't do this Then You know Also there's other like Historical things Where they say You know When When black people Back in the days Used to work They used to get paid By wine You know And that was yeah. like The way to keep them at, at, at work And so They said Serve them alcohol So they can be better slaves So I also that line Kind of Got to me and I was like, "Yo, I'm not gonna lie. Just I just quit. I I literally started <laughs> yeah. quitting drinking recently. So and the reason actually why I do the show, I think Loki is that I get to invite people I look up to and I get right. to like draw lessons from them. And the, and also like just giving you an insight into the show. It's also like I watch a lot of other tone for right, right, right. And I'm always like, why are we doing radio like this boring interview right. style? I like having this conversational thinking yeah. where people can just share stuff and free thinking. So just yeah. be, so don't be shocked that like the moment you walk in, I'm just like, yo, let's talk about like poverty patterns. Of I just course. feel like it's a conversation that we're having and we, we can go anywhere. We all have like, a st I mean, I don't know about other people, but I feel like in all most black people, we have like a strand of that. You know, there's, yeah. you can't generation. Wealth, it's only starting to cover up now for yeah. some black people. They're only yeah. starting now to cover for like the second generation, even not even yeah. third or fourth, you know. So now we are like, I'm like f maybe first generation in my fam to be where I am right now. Yeah. And now my little sister, she's maybe half, maybe generation, but we're in the same generation yeah. almost, you know. Actually, she lives yeah. in the, she's your sister, so yeah, she's in my, yeah. but her kids and my kids are like second generation, meaning exactly. that they will walk, they will come into this already kind of like, you know, laid out a blueprint for them, you know. And then they still got to take it further. Than Young that. So that's the whole point. Like I'm trying to, cause it's hard for me to tell you what to do, how to do right. If I'm not doing right. Yeah. You know, it's hard for you to see me out of character if I'm trying to get you into character, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a hard lesson, but I feel like nothing really, nothing good comes out of comfort and nothing good comes out of joy. Like all this, I mean, I mean, we have to be happy, but then you can't celebrate every single day. Yeah. If there's nothing to celebrate. Yeah. Do you know and what also I mean? even celebration, like why is it that we, we see celebration as having booze and being in the club and have, because also just, just going a, a foot back is that like, 
What I find then unique about your life is that because essentially you haven't drunk your old adulthood. Right. And I find that some of the issues that I feel we deal with as people, especially as black people, is that the decisions that we make sometimes are influenced. We make the wrong friends because that's who we drink with. Right. We make friends because that's who we smoke with, right. weed with. Right. We make friends because, oh, that's the dude that does this or that's the dude that knows the girls. Right. So what I, what I want to find interesting for you is that it means then as a person, you're very sharp in who you have around your space because you're never hazed. You're never confused. You're never like, you know, like, yo, I'm chilling with you because you're great because we're smoking. Right. You, you actually choose your people wisely. wisely so yeah. does that mean your circle of people around you is very small? Very, very, very small. I don't, I mean, my circle is pretty much, you know, my, my partner, my family, you know, and a few friends. And this is it. Like, I'm not, I don't judge people who drink or smoke. I hang out with people who drink and smoke because I'm not, what I do is for me. What they do is for them. We have different benefits for, for all the stuff that we do. I'm sure there's benefits for drinking and there's benefits for smoking. Brother, I'll be honest. I don't actually, <laughs> I don't, like, I don't know. actually let, real talk. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there actually is dog. But like, I'm me, not going to lie. Like I know we live in this right, woke space where right. it's like, yeah, what's for that person is for, for them. That. You know, we li- and I, I think that's like, what I hate about the world today is that like, we actually don't call bullshit bullshit. Like right. let's not lie. Like I don't think there's a lot of, un- unless you drink it with your partner and right. it's fun and you right. conceive in a, baby, contains in a contains. But you understand what I'm saying? It's like for me, I wouldn't judge I mean, let me tell you what I, I don't judge. I just call out certain things. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so when I grew up, growing up, I was hanging out like, I mean, coming up, let me know. So growing up, cause coming up, I used to hang out with like older guys, you know, yeah. like MK Fresh. I still hang out with him now, mm. but he was older than me at the yeah. time. And I'm a youngin. And when I come in, I'm like, yo, obviously I don't drink. I don't smoke. And he's like, I'm trying to, I'm going to protect that. Yeah. You see now that. I'm going to make sure that you don't actually smoke and you don't actually drink. And I'm in a sense of respecting it. I'm going to say, when we go out, I'm going to get you water or like Coke or whatever. Make sure that you're good, you know? And when they pass the blunt around you, they will know. I'll try and maybe make them feel like, you know, shit for giving you blunt, knowing that you don't actually smoke. So he was always like trying to make sure that that, that's straightforward. Like, Pete, that's the first thing you know about me if you don't know me and I'm around him. So now... So obviously he's my he's a big homie and I'm looking up to him and he's like telling me like yo don't do that not don't yeah. do that I know you don't do that and, and I'm gonna respect I'm gonna that. respect that and I'm gonna protect that do you know what I'm saying there's a reason there's why a you reason don't why do you that. don't do that where most of the time we don't respect we people. don't we respect always like yeah we, come have a drink man come on doesn't hurt it's, it's in a two extreme I've done it I'm it's guilty extreme. of that actually that, that's such a, 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 a crazy thing to say because I'm guilty of that whole thing of if a friend man's like yeah I've stopped drinking I'm always like. Oh, that's hilarious Like right. You know we don't say Actually there's a reason Why this person's quitting drinking right, right. I actually need to respect that Like they want to grow as peoples And this is the decisions They're choosing to make But there's two extremes to it There's like where you're like Okay cool I don't want to drink I'm like I don't drink alcohol And then you feel like You don't want to drink anymore Because I told you like Ah oh, I don't drink And you're like, I'm like oh, But this guy's cool man I think blah 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 You know and I'm like Yeah but yeah. it's cool You can do it I don't have to I don't do it for my own reasons Yeah But now you see and then I, I do have, can you imagine living in this world, n- not knowing, like hanging out with people that don't drink? I mean, your life wouldn't be that exciting. Yeah. Life, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. So I do have friends that do drink and I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem. I just yeah. don't do it. And I have my own reasons. So I respect their reasons for doing it and they respect my reasons for not doing it. Yeah. But now you see, when I did it, I, there were like, Maybe stupid reasons growing up. Like, would manage my Lukasa to keep him out and you know? My mom couldn't afford my uh, allowance, my drinking allowance, because other parents can't afford their kids' drinking allowance. So I was like, 
no, nigga, I don't, I'm, what? No, that's not gonna, yeah. no, forget about that, pretty much. It's so, like also, we don't have other things, but I'm giving you money to drink. It's yeah, like, what are the priorities? It doesn't make sense. Things, so, yeah. it's like, she put in, like, there's a lot of things, like, she was very, like, militant in a way, you know? And with her, with her ways like that, I picked up a lot. So, my sense of discipline comes from her, mili- like, militancy, if that's a word. Yeah. But it comes I from. I find you quite militant. Like, you're yeah. always, your hair's always cut. I've never seen you sort of, if your hair's not cut, it's intentional. Like, yeah, and I'm gonna wear you, a cap. <laughs> like, you, you're not an, an unintentional. I think that's what I, I actually admire about you. I think you're one of the only people in the world. Oh, come on. Close to Virgil. <laughs> no, no, on a real note, on a real note, like, Virgil drinks smoothies. Like, that's right. his thing. He doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't right. smoke. Right. His things is, Tomorrow. I juice. You know, right. I juice and I eat food. Right. You know, but he doesn't go to gym. He doesn't believe in going to gym. Right. But he just believes like, yo, I'm not gonna drink, I'm not gonna smoke. Right. But he's still such a dope guy, and he's very militant. In his hair is always cut. Right. How he dresses is not just randomly chosen. Right. How he creates, it's not just I'm creating this because it's cool and trendy. Right. So I always like. So for me, I think one of the reasons why I've been like going through this process of quitting drinking is because like. I want to create on a certain level and the people that I look up to in the creative space, Are those I've been like studying them. I've studied right, you as well. Where I go through your Instagram where I studied guys, where I study guys. I'm like, I look at their captions. I look at how they, what they consuming on their Insta stories right. where Virgil be like, your new track. This is what I'm listening to. Right. And one of the things that strongly stands out is that all of the people that I look up to, they don't drink. You know, the, the CEO yeah. of LVMH, <laughs> Bernard Arnold, yeah. he owns Dom Perignon, he right. owns Verve Clicquot, he owns... He's there, he's there. He's but there. he doesn't drink. He doesn't. It's like you own the best champagne brand in the world, but, but you don't drink. drink. So for me, it's like, yo... I mean, that's the higher level. It's like... like that's, the highest, yeah. that's the highest level of... I don't know what to call it, but it's the highest level of some Tasteful sort. living. Yeah, tasteful living, where you like... Lifestyle, it's not too conceptual. The mm. concepts come through me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm the concept. It's like some people that say, I don't do drugs, but I'm the drug. So those are the yeah. people like, I don't, you know, I feel like I'm that kind of a vibe too. It's yeah. like, I don't do that. Like Virgil always says like he drinks, but he doesn't drink alcohol. So right. he's like, also like, he's like, why is it the concept of drinking has to equate to alcohol? Why right. is it the concept of being high having to be on a blunt? Why? Because it's, 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 it's domination. Why can't I be high on life? Why can't I right. find that highness, that thrill in, in other, other things, things that yeah. make me perform at a higher level? level? Exactly. But you do find those things. And I think for me, it was like, I had to choose my, like, I want to win, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to win all the time. Yeah. And you don't want any, and, and, and you don't want any excuses. Of, yeah. I could have won, no, but. And, no. and then you have a lot, a lot of black people where. And my, yeah, I was about to say that. that. I was about to say this. I went to Miyama, dogs. Like, Momuntum Miyama. And then being black is hard, right? Already. Being a woman is like being black four times, right? Yeah. So now, can you imagine with the privilege that you have as a man and then you lose? Yeah. Like many women. And you lose because of fucking booze. Right. And then we have women who have, they have, they have like, mo- all, if not all the odds stacked against them, all odds are kind of stacked, stacked yeah. against them. But then they win. Yeah. I'm not saying like, what's your excuse because of that? But then, you know, young child. So yeah. now there's other way. And I'm talking about my mom when I say these things. Like yeah. she, she, you know, she, she, she had to, you know, like she, she had four kids, single parent, four kids. Boys and girls, and you're alone. Mm. Or, like, my dude, come on. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm this person <laughs> yeah. from that woman. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. God rest her soul. But it's like, so those kind of things are like things that I think about. Like, I put myself in situations where I'm like, yo, man, 
I'm in a privileged position right now and I can do things consciously. Like for instance, my all of my I do a lot of work, commercial work, all my commissions and all the stuff, the collaborations and stuff that I do, I don't remember anybody client wise being not happy because of my maybe attitude. You know what I'm saying? They're always happy about the fact that I will say I'm gonna send you something at half past one and send it at eleven and that's my strategy. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm saying, yo, I'll send you this at, at one, and one is still early, by the Lazy, way. can you be my mentor? We, we're doing this thing, though. Okay. Everybody, in the, like, you, you have to choose your mentor and then just be about it like that, you know. So yeah. for me, it's like, I always try and be like, you know what, dog? I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be ahead of the curve, and when, when they get there, they get all this, just like, I invite you to like a party for Wednesday. But everything is done by Monday. Yeah. And then you accidentally we are ruled out by Tuesday. Yeah. Then you realize, oh, this thing has been here since Monday. Yeah. And this is only for tomorrow. Hmm, what is this? You know? So I think yeah. also it's not only that you're gonna get more work from this the person that you're impressing, yeah. but you're gonna get work because the universe is up. It's like you'll never get work if I'm just saying, let me explain this. So if you have a lot of things in your in your draft yeah. Or outbox, you know? So let's say, met- metaphorically speaking, you have an outbox and you're trying to send messages, right? And then there's a lot of stuff in your outbox. It'll never send all of it because the data is saying, yo, fam, I don't have much. But then if you get done, things done, there's space for other things like emails, right? So now the universe conspires in your favor if you're working hard. If you would say, I'm let, I'm clearing all the works, I'm clearing all the things that I need to do or need to clear. Or need to do Then there's Opportunities for other things That are opening up Because there's space for work To come in You know So the minute you stack up There's nothing It's like Plumis Plaza shop And there's 10 dudes in there And one is buying You're going to think There's 11 people there So you won't buy You're just going to pass through And then the guy lost You know Business So I think that's the kind of Like strategy that I have It's like If I can be just A bit away Ahead yeah, It can be hard sometimes You know But I try to like Let me just Make sure that I stay on my thing So if I get a brief now Already I'm on it Do research Do drafts So it's almost like Because we always talk about This higher level of performance As, as black people Where we like We want to be the next billionaires Want to be black excellence This But most of us Don't position ourselves To be able to get the work At that level Right So it's like I So for it's like It's like this quote that I saw I think three days Three four days ago It's like you can't, you can't want to be a billionaire when you don't have a billionaire work ethic. Right. And I think that's exactly what you think about. It's also that thing of you can't be want to be like Cristiano Ronaldo if you're not out there training every single day and preparing yourself to get that 150 million rand deal. Yeah. So I love that. And no shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the fact that you're honest in the fact that you believe in grafting so that it's not just about grafting in order to get money, but it's also for you to have that fitness and that discipline to be in a space where you can handle that level and more. Exactly. And I think most black people, especially now, some of us take a lot of corners where we make lots of money, but then we don't have the discipline or the training to handle that level. Exactly. It's like, for instance, for the month of September, I'm launching four or five projects with different like, you know, brands or whatever. And these are things that they all have to be done this month. And they done. Yeah. Young Todd. Yeah. If I had like, you, there's no, because like, I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm not, I'm not trying to be a billionaire. I'm not trying to put myself up there, you know, but I, I just think that I want to have a work, a work ethic that, that's Lazi's work ethic. Yeah. Do you know, I'm at work. 
where I'm when I'm not supposed to be. Like I'm I'm doing the really mundane things that you would think now, nah, but I'll just get someone else to do this for me. I'll do it for myself, you know. And I'll do. I just I just I think someone is watching. You know, someone said to me the other day at the studio, he's like, Yo, Vic, I don't know if you know Vic Tyler, I mean Yes, the he's photographer like, he's amazing. Because we, we kinda like in a sense. You see other people I look up to. So right. when I look at him, I look at you, I look at Virgil. Right. It's almost as if like it's like you guys talk to each other without talking, where I'm like, these guys are all like similar in the fact of their discipline, right. but it's like where do they get this download from? from yeah. But then he's like, because we work in the same vicinity, like literally he's my neighbor. Like we're at the, at Con Hill, Constitution Hill, there's like a studio, yeah. whatever that guy. So he, he's like literally out of the blue, you know, he says to, to, to my girl, I'm coming through with my girl. She's like, he's like, yo man, um, you know, so he greets me. Hey, whatever. whatever. He says to me, he says to her, to her, like, you know, there's people that have, there's a work ethic, but then there's also Lazi's work ethic. And then that's something that, I don't, I've never seen in anyone so far that I know, you know? And I'm like, whoa, okay, this is, you caught me <laughs> off oh guard. God, yeah. Know? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm for real. Like, you never not working. And I'm not saying you are doing nothing, but obviously with what you do, yeah. you, you have something to do all the time. And that's yeah. really, a, it's a bit you're scary. You're always investing your time wisely. Wisely. And you're so always. If you're not working with family, which right. is, Work, but it's like you're working on yourself on and, your, and growing yourself. So you know? he, he means that you you work your life. You 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 are building that life. Yeah. Because my day started like five four a.m. and I don't wow. have a nine to five. So I'm and catch up and on all the most important things of the day, like drafting things, sending stuff. So by ten. I, I am done. You're ahead. By the time people at 10 are still like Bang getting coffee, yeah, they get yawning. Like, and this uh, is different people. Only by 12 they get into it. Yeah. And then I'm like, by 10, I'm maybe sh- take a shower, breakfast, and then head out to the studio. Yeah. Do like, like stuff, work, hand, like actual work. I know. Yeah. And then do what men here and there. But mostly I'm on the hands. I'm on the move. I'm doing whatever I have to do. And then by six, literally six o'clock on the door, I'm leaving. I don't waste any time. Like I can't say, it's five past six. No, if it's six, I'm I'm out. If there's something burning, I ha- it's gonna have to burn. <laughs> yeah. Type thing, you know. Because then there's a then there's something wrong with me if I left. So I have a twelve hour work day, and then I have like a good five to six hours family time. And then the other and then six the other hours six hours between yeah between four and six it's like sleep time. Yeah. So it can be whichever way, but then as long as I can put in twelve hours of work, and then. And then by in this twelve hours, six hours of the twelve has to be something that I really, really love. So basically, I'm honored. You've given me a part of the that, formula. You, you've given me, <laughs> you pa- you've given me part of the your twelve hours, which yeah. I'm honored then because you're very yes. strict uh, and intentional and about your time. Six, you don't just I'm, do anything, right? Yeah. So by now, it's like even now, running late is because I had to go drop off something. Those are like things that I can't do. Look, the reason I do, let me explain. The reason I wake up at five. Cause like, this is like, I don't have to wake up and shower at five. Yeah. I wake up at five and go to my desk at the crib and, and work. work. Yeah. I can be in my pajamas or whatever. Just so I can get the workout by 10. Everything is done. Admin is done by 10 or whatever. I need to send work, whatever. And then you shower. Yeah. And then, then you leave. go to the studio. Then someone calls me like, yo, this, I need this. I need to drive out quick. So yeah. all the stuff that I so need to do. So you're ready. You're yeah. always ready for. Cause I don't want to be caught driving 
and someone's like, yo, I'm waiting for that email. Ah, it's the most awkward thing. You know what's interesting? Thing. You know what's brilliant about that is yeah. that most of the time when we, it also, it, 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 it alleviates your stress. Exactly. Because all of us are always stressed because we always feel like something is happening at an inconvenience. And usually it's because you're like, oh, I have this deadline, but damn, my mom's sick. Or oh, this is happening. Where you're like, I'm going to beat inconvenience right. by always making sure that my work is always done so that if there's anything that is messed up that happens, I'm ready to do it. And I'm not, while I'm dealing with it, I'm not thinking work. It's called reprogramming. Bro. So look. Now let me, let me, yeah. I'm gonna, sorry. Let me explain, explain. So no, we, we have like, talk. usually work, work for the world, for everybody. It's like nine to five, right? Yeah. So if you're going to wake up at eight and say, I'm going to start work at nine, you're part of the program, you know? Cause then you're going to have, you're going to go back and forth with everybody, you know? And then if you start work at five, you are like literally what? Four, what six, seven, eight, nine, four hours ahead of wow. the program. Yeah. So now you're gonna start your hours. Your nine o'clock is at five, and then your like your lunch, <laughs> even your lunch is like still at work. Like four hours. There's no you can't work four hours straight without lunch, right? Yeah. It's, it's like ten, eleven, twelve, one. Then it's lunch. So between twelve and one, it's lunch. So you when you multiply that your four hours, you're already they having it's lunch time for you. That's when you yeah. shower and have breakfast. Yeah, and then they start their hours. Damn. Then you out. So when they trying to figure you out, you out. <laughs> yeah. Now let <laughs> me know? ask, yo, dude. I actually, I feel like, please, like, we need to talk about you coming back because, like, it's almost the end of the show because it's only right, an hour. right, right. But one last question I wanna ask is that, like, when growing up, we are always like thinking our parents are hindering us from. Like having life experiences So like I remember thinking that like You've actually you know Filled in a gap for me Because I used to always think My mom would be like Don't drink Don't do this And I'd always be like Yeah mom is My mom is preventing me from living Right right But I missed the I missed the lesson of She's teaching me a principle So that I can perform At a high level High level So yeah. how were you able To receive that And have the maturity Do you think it's something You were born with Because you're very self aware And you're very Thoughtful I'm, I'm about gonna I'm gonna give the credit to that To the fact that I was born with it You know because Obviously, growing up, my mom used to drink, then she quit, and then, you know, around you, there's people that drink, but they, and then most of the people that I love actually used to drink, and then they quit, you know, and then things changed. So you got to see both sides of who they were when they were drinking and when they were not drinking. But there was like free thinking as a person. I was like, yo, I love everybody, but I think I want to be this guy. I want to be literally a guy that you can't compare to anybody. That's me growing up as a kid. I was like, I want to be different. I want to be this. I don't want to drink. I don't want to do that. And I didn't. So in that sense, literally, I couldn't... In grade 11. Because me and my friend had a fight for like yeah. for the fact that we're not talking English. I was like, well, no, I won't. Why, why should I? You know. And then I was like, actually, maybe when I was in grade 12, that's when I started like literally speaking English. And that was like in 2007. Wow. I wasn't speaking English all this entire time. Yeah. But now that's self-taught. That's some self-taught shit, you know, and do rap and everything else. And also then, do you believe there's nothing you can't do? I can do anything. Because I, when I look at you, it's also I like mean, anything that you, I want to you, do. Yeah. You command the universe because I always believe that as humans, we always have, ah, there's not enough. We're always complaining, especially in South Africa, we're always victims. And I feel like the way that you're operating, it's like, I don't depend on government. I don't care what environment I'm in. But if I'm lazy and I have the work ethic and the discipline, I'm going to make it happen. Give me a desk and a chair, bro. Last question. Last, last question. I have to, I have literally a minute. (laughs) What does creation mean to you? It means, um, being selfish with your thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think being selfish with the thinking and putting effort to it. 
and none very recognizable effort and none you can't shake my effort. You can't say, nah, this is not good enough effort type effort. Yeah. You know? Do you then think like the art that you consume in music, you know, film is that you do consume things that speak to who you are? Yeah. Like do you do you consume artists of that same level of discipline? Yes. Who are those artists? I'm actually interested right now. I'm listening to Victor Antoni because I like jazz, so it's Victor Antoni right now, and a lot of like South African jazz, like old folk, old yeah. jazz, and I mean uh, Black Thought on the rap. That's yeah, I'm a playlist squad. I came from back in the days, rah rah, like cut and join. Yeah, just like that high level of at the time, at the time when you were yeah. doing that, it was like what you know. Yeah. So obviously Kanye and just everything else, man. That. At the, that at that time talks to me, you know, because not everything can talk to you at the same time. Yeah, and you have pockets. Okay, we have to be done. Yeah. My brother, thank you so much for no, being here. Good. But I definitely think that me. we should do another one very soon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, guys, this is Lazi Matebula. Um, he's Lazi on Instagram. Bombisa. 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna bring him. I think him and I should do a series about a lot of different topics that I yeah. think um are very interesting. Thank you so much. I'm Sebile. Thank you for joining us. And I'm gonna play you a song. I hope like I do you justice. <laughs> but um, I praise the Lord for you being here. Peace, man. Thank. This is cliffcentral.com.